Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This is your number one crypto podcast to hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Wolf Big Dog. That's at Wolf Big D-A-W-G. Now, now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. Welcome to the first episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. For our first guest, we have the one and only CZ. CZ, how are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for having me here. Hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Now, let me ask you, I, you know, a lot of business people, when things happen, there's always that first time. When you first got the idea, I mean, just the first time it popped in your mind to start an exchange, do you remember what you were doing exactly? Uh, yeah, um, I think, well, I've been in the sort of trading space for all my, all my career on the tech side. So I was doing trading systems. But the first time I uh, remember dis distinctly uh, discussing running exchange or potentially starting exchange ourselves, uh, or uh, myself was like, um, was in 2000, early 2000, end of 2013, um, early 2014. I was, in, I was in the UK, actually. I was with the blockchain.info team. So before I I got into this industry because of uh, Bobby Lee. Uh, so he was the CEO of uh, BTC China. So he he introduced me to Bitcoin and everything else in July 2013. And um, so I so BTC China so it's an exchange, right? So um, so 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 that's kind of obvious. Uh, so I think everyone who got into crypto, the, usually the first business idea they have is to run exchange. So it's not it's not a unique thing. Um, and then. Um, uh, so I, I, I quit my job to join crypto industry at the beginning of 2014. And then um, we were talking about doing a crypto to crypto exchange, just pure crypto back then. But the market was too small. So I remember having that discussion with a, with a different team uh, back then. Um, and um, yeah, it wasn't, it, it, uh, we just thought the market was too small. So you did that and now you're going on what, three and a half years of business that Binance has been in? Yep, uh, three and a half years, yeah. Three and a half years. And, you know, I got to ask you, when you look at in five years from now, because obviously we're seeing crypto adoption is really ramping up. What would you say is the biggest use case that you personally see for Bitcoin five years down the road? Um, to be honest, that's a really, really hard one. Um, I don't think I'll, I'll get that one right. Um, I'll take a few <laughs> stabs. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a few stabs at it. Um, I yeah, yeah. So I think uh, exchange is still probably going to be one of the larger use cases because uh, five years is not so short, not super long. Um, yeah. And I, I think a few of the more obvious use cases are probably going to take off a bit more, uh, like payments uh, haven't taken off so far. Um, and now with DeFi, uh, the trading may change. So it may be uncentralized, uncentralized. Um, but with payments now, we have like Binance Card. Uh, we're now latching onto traditional uh, fiat payment rails. Mm -hmm. So now if a merchant accepts Visa or accept any third party, uh, they, they don't have to change. Um, they, but the users can pay in crypto. So I think that's probably going to take off. Um, and um, yeah, the other stuff is really, really hard to predict. Um, yeah. <laughs> But let me, isn't that cool? If you think about it, like, because you, you've been in the space for a while and you've been in finance before. I mean, did you ever think you'd see the point to where crypto was coming as more as an acceptable, you know, you, you see it just being accepted more. I mean, it, it's going to eventually be every day. I mean, did you, did you really think you'd see this point? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's pretty amazing. Um, I think, yes. Well, uh, I, I, I strongly believe that crypto will be everywhere, uh, will be used by 
100 percent of the people um, uh, around the world. So uh, I, I fully believe we'll reach 100 percent adoption, uh, and then there's going to be multiple use cases of crypto. Well, there's going to be thousands of use cases of crypto, and including that many that does not ex exist today in the fiat world. So, um, for like for example, even today, like we can invest in projects across the world, um, and then uh, you can raise money on the, uh, using using cryptocurrencies and uh, for, right. from people all around the world. Um, you can you can you can stake your uh, crypto to do uh, yield farming to earn interest. Um, you can make crypto loans. So a lot of these things I actually did not foresee happening this quickly. I kind of foresee payments should probably take off first. Um, that unfortunately did not happen that way. So it's very hard to predict what's going to be the uh, next killer app uh, or next user case. But if we look at the slightly longer time horizon, I'm fully confident that crypto, like if you look at like 10, 20, 30 years, crypto will be everywhere. Um, crypto will, will just be like the, will just be like the internet today and probably even more. Um, so there's probably a lot more use cases that we have not imagined. So yeah, I mean, even DeFi, right? If you ask me at the beginning of 2020, I would not have stable. I would not have said stablecoin trading is going to be a big thing. Uh, right. That's just counterintuitive. Um, yeah, so it's very hard to predict. But I think if you look at the longer future, uh, crypto will be everywhere. I, I have like 100% full confidence on, uh, conviction on that, and that's why I'm in this industry. Well, I mean, that's that makes sense. I mean, it's going forward. Um, a different question: What's your favorite movie? Um, actually, I have a lot of favorite movies. I think the Interstellar is probably like the one that jumps to mind right right away. Uh, I like Star Wars. Um, I like a lot of the Marvels movies. Um, I like Lord of the Rings. Um, so yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just it, it, interesting because I think people, you know, they they know you as CZ. They know you on Twitter, um, and I think people always like to know a bit more about you. So that's why I would ask you that. And then also sure. too, um, I, you know, I got to ask you this: if you could choose any country to live in. Uh, even let's say a couple of countries, you know, let's say at some point, you know, down the road when you retire or whatever, you know, you know, you're still young, where would you live? What would you do? Um, I think in terms of like living long-term, like kind of retirement uh, place, I think Canada is great. Um, like okay. um, <laughs> it's really nice environment. Um, people are really nice. Um, it's a kind of chill and laid back uh, country and um, it's a highly civilized, have one of the highest uh, living standard in uh, living standards or living uh, indexes. Um, Singapore is great. Um, and I think Singapore is like a, a, a tropical country. Um, everything's super organized, everything's super advanced. But um, Singapore is a bit, a bit, bit, a bit more of an advanced city. So it's like a very compact, a relatively compact city. Um, if yeah. talking about reti retirement, I probably want something quieter, like someplace quieter with like a lot of like green land, et cetera. So um, yeah, I think those two like jump to mind. They, they, they're, yeah. There's actually a lot of really nice countries I've not been to. Um, so people, I do travel a lot, but uh, I travel between the same countries all the time. Um, right, right. So uh, yeah, so for example, I've never been to Australia. Um, so I think uh, New Zealand, those those places are going to be super nice um, from what I can see. I've never been there. Um, I've never been to South America. So those places should be pretty nice as well. So I do plan to travel a bit more in terms of a leisure travel, but now all my travel is work travel. So I haven't been to a lot of places, to be honest. I've been to like 30, 40 countries, but not wow. like, not a, not more like this i know people who've been to 80 100 countries mm -hmm. and they know a lot more than than me mm -hmm. so but i think yeah i think there's a lot of choices <laughs> i'm not that picky <laughs> you know australia is actually on my bucket list so if you go can i can i go in your suitcase i'll just kind of stick in there and go <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah let's go together <laughs> 
So, so let me say, so once again, one of the, another five-year question, BNB, looking at it right now and looking how it is, it's doing very well in five years. What are your, where do you see it and what are your main goals for it in five years? Okay, so for BNB, like I think the, um, the general direction is we want BNB to be a multi-blockchain coin. So um, I think we don't know which blockchains, which use cases, which applications will take off. So we will do we will we will initiate and hopefully um, bootstrap a lot of uh, a, a large number of experiments for BNB within the ecosystem. So we already have a, a, a Binance Smart Chain ecosystem fund where we pledge 100 million US dollars worth of uh, uh, um, bootstrap funds. So we want to we want BNB to try many different applications, and we will uh, from our part of the effort we will try to launch multiple uh, help launch multiple blockchains in uh, with multiple applications, and we're not going to launch multiple. Coins. Um, if it's done by, if it's led by sort of, if I was somehow involved and trying to bootstrap, helping it, helping, will will help it to bootstrap financially and also from a community perspective. Um, but so um, I don't know exactly what all of those applications are today, and I, don't, I actually don't know which ones will stick. Uh, we will have a number of failures, but um, um, I uh, uh, we want BNB to be a multi-blockchain native coin um so th this way um, you'll have a large number of use cases um, on this uh, we will also invest in other centralized businesses um uh, independent businesses that will also uh, uh, accept and uh, adopt bnb uh, and be part of the ecosystem so um there are multiple things we can do to, uh, to help encourage that now we're just one i view uh, myself and binance uh, the centralized exchange as just one part of the ecosystem we want to grow the ecosystem uh, together so I can't really foresee all the use cases, but I think there's a few obvious ones. I think, um, as I said, I think payments is, is one big one that should come. Um, uh, we have travel, we have gaming, we have we have a lot of different things uh, going on. So um, we even have charity, uh, we have DeFi savings, earnings, etc. So um, I think BNB is going to be a multi applic. Uh, we want BNB to be more of application focused coin. So. I think Bitcoin is probably going to be the uh, global reserve uh, cryptocurrency for a while. Uh, we're not we're not trying to replace that. So we want BNB to be uh, in multiple applications where uh, if you use an application, then you have to use BNB. Um, so it could be messaging, it could be social media, it could be payments, it could be gaming. So uh, those type of uh, scenarios. So five years, yeah. So I think five years, I will I will ideally hope to see. Uh, 20 to 50 major app, major applications. By major applications, they should be used by more than, say, 10 million users per day. Um, th that's adopting BNB or that or that, or that uses BNB as a main uh, uh, currency. So that's kind of my hope. Nice, nice. Now, you know, one of the things I'll tell you, it's interesting, I'll share with you. So I've I'm, I'm got my questions as, you know, have them, you know, the ones that I sketched out on the computer. And right before about to start the interview, computer crashed probably two minutes before. And I say this to you because I've got them on my phone here also. But I saw okay. you say- Anything goes. Yeah, right. I saw you say in an interview one time, something about if something can go wrong at will or something to that extent. And I wanna, I wanna ask you, what, what is your motto? I mean, what, was, what is the main motto when you, you know, about business, about that in general? Uh, I think, well, to be honest, um, so this is the big thing, right? So uh, we can't predict the future and anything that could go wrong probably will go wrong. Um, so you gotta you gotta be prepared to hand, to to deal with that to handle yeah. that, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things that you don't imagine 
well, most of the things that you think may go wrong, you probably have a contingency plan, at least in your head or how to deal with it uh, to some extent, hopefully. Um, And then there's a lot of things that you don't expect and that just goes wrong. So we have dealt with a lot of those situations. And I think as a business, um, uh, from a business perspective, I think basically um, you gotta be, uh, your business has to be flexible enough to deal with multiple changes, especially when you're younger. Um, uh, There's a lot of things that uh, that could impact you. Uh, when you have a more stable business that that uh, that, that been gone on gone on for for a while, more likely things are going to tend to go. Uh, at least that business is not going to dis. Hopefully, not going to disappear. But things change, right? So uh, companies do die. Even even very mature companies do die. So I think sure. um, being very flexible uh, uh, and being, being dynamic and being uh, adaptable is 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 a much more important character characteristics uh, for uh, for any business to have than just being very efficient, very good at what they do. So uh, I think in the previous um, decade or uh, even century or, or the previous, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years, a lot of businesses focus on efficiency, uh, but highest efficiency uh, uh, necessarily dictates specialization. So everything's very specialized. Um, uh, and then you're not really adaptable. You're not really adaptable to change. So um, I actually adopt a, um, a mentality where we want some redundancy. We want some wastage. We don't want the super high efficiency. We want we want to be relatively efficient, but we want to be also very adaptable. Uh, and then, if we want to be very adaptable, we cannot have a very rigid business structure. We cannot have a five-year business plan. We can't even have a one-year business plan. Uh, we can't have like strict hierarchy, hierarchy reporting. So we can't have a lot of that structure. Uh, whereas I think in the business today, we got to be very dynamic. Um, so Binance has about 1,600 people on our team now. Um, and we, we actually, I actually want them to be loosely organized. And there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot, a lot of things go on. People don't know about it. Uh, communication issues, et cetera. But it's very decentralized. Um, but I, I kind of like it, actually, because in this kind of chaotic uh, team structure, they're very dynamic um, because uh, they, they have a lot of freedom uh, to, to, to execute on their own. And when something changes, some group will catch it. So, um, so it's actually it's actually um, quite good um, from that perspective. A lot of people, a lot of people, even on the Binance team, don't don't understand that. So, but I think this is a very key aspect of uh, running a business today. I agree with you on that, and obviously, it's successful to go to uh, you know in, in under four years to be at sixteen hundred uh, people and 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 you know you know coworkers and family. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, that's a lot. Um, I had, uh, and it's funny because I had my I had my backup laptop, this older laptop, and then when I put that on for the questions, it said running updates. <laughs> I was like, come on! <laughs> so, like you said, <laughs> you have to be prepared, you know. Um, but I, you know, yep. something a little different too. So I, I saw in an interview where you said you have a lot of, which makes sense, a lot of phone calls, a lot of meetings. Um, random yep. question: coffee, tea, water, or no drink? What do you normally have when you're on your calls? Uh, I just drink water. Um, I drink some. I, I drink a lot of sparkling water just to have a little bit of t- like um, um, mm-hmm. like you know texture in your in your, uh, your mouth, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. So I can drink a lot of wa- plain water as well. Um, so I don't drink tea. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink juice. Um, I I have like a one or two beers with colleagues uh, with the Binance team uh, once a week or so. So that's kind of the um, um, I think just water and maybe one or two beer a week. That's kind of my drinking. So if you- <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so if you're having it, so if you're having, like you said, one or two, uh, is there a certain brand or could you say that? Or is that, you know, like, well, what kind of beer do you like? It's random. Just it's okay. Random. Right. Like I drink any beer. <laughs> I got you. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I do drink a lot. 
Yeah, I do. I, I, yeah, I do drink a large amount of water, but I don't drink anything else. So I don't need coffee, tea to keep me awake. Um, I just don't need that. You don't drink coffee at all? So wait, so you see, so you don't do coffee just at all? Never have coffee. Really? I, I, I don't do coffee. I don't do tea. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, well, I know yeah. a lot of I know a lot of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So and uh, and 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 also too for breakfast. What do you have for breakfast? And it's kind of a random question, but I'm I like have, a little less easy. Sure. What do you have? Like, what's your breakfast choice? The best the breakfast by the best breakfast by far is the American breakfast, right? So eggs, bacon, toast. Right. Um, uh, that's the best breakfast. Uh, I don't have it all the time. Um, I have it actually. I only have it occasionally. Um, the other times, I just I don't know. Have some cereal, milk. Um, sometimes the Chinese style, like kanji uh, portrait, mm -hmm. I don't know if, uh, uh, not very often either. So it's kind of rent, but always an egg in the morning. So okay. either it's scrambled or, or, or some sunny, uh, sunny right. setup or broad, boiled. I almost mm -hmm. always have an egg. So that's probably the only common part. The other part just keeps changing. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, so, and then swimming. Um, I saw you say something about swimming. What's the coldest, yeah. the, what's the coldest water you've ever swam in? Actually, not that cold. So, um, I, yeah, I'm not like a, a winter swimmer or anything like that. Um, like when, when, even when I was like uh, even swimming in Singapore, the like the temperature is pretty warm. Some days when it's cloudy and um, uh, when it's in cl uh, and the, the 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 water is actually quite quite cold when you first get into it. So right. not that cold at all. Um, so I, it's actually good um, uh, for the water to be slightly cooler when you swim like for like say uh, for a while because your your body temperature gets hotter, right? And then right. Um, Having cooler water also drains more calories out of you, which is probably what, uh, what at least what I want. Um, so, but I have not really gone into like swimming uh, in the ocean or in lakes or in rivers. Um, not that advanced. So I'm a pretty basic swimmer. But it's good. Swimming, swimming's good for you. So um, let me leave you with this. Yeah. So is there is there one thing that when you look at the crypto community now and you see it growing, you just see just all the stuff going on and you're very, very active on Twitter. Um, is there one thing that you would just kind of want to say to the crypto community kind of, you know, as we get into this year, advice, but you know what I mean? Like just something that you kind of want to just say to them is the main thing. Um, I think if, the, if there's one thing I would say, I would just say risk risk management, right? So a lot of people get into crypto, um, they don't think about risk management. Uh, some, most people put in, uh, most people go into little, uh, mm -hmm. And then they they have a lot of risk on the fiat world, right. uh, and then some people going going to going to crypto thinking that they'll just uh, put I don't know the next month's rent into futures, mm -hmm. uh, that's right. that's bad, right? So um, th uh, that's a high risk product. You you uh, and if you're if you're trading futures, you gotta break up into very small amounts, and, and, and so um, just learning about different uh, risks, different pro risk profiles for different products, for different uh, projects, for different coins. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's just a, a really really important part. And also, uh, there's this whole debate about this this uh, like uh, uh, permanent debate about uh, do you keep your coins by yourself or CEX or mm -hmm. with whoever. Um, there are risks in all of those models. You got to understand that. So you like you got to have security down packed. Uh, otherwise, you're gonna lose your coins. Um, so I think that's probably the most important thing for people to get in. Um, and once once you can do that well, either holding your coins yourself or holding on onto on exchange. Uh, you have to learn about a lot of new security protocols. Um, uh, if you don't follow those protocols, it doesn't matter where you keep them, you're going to lose them. So, um, and uh, so I think that's really the more fundamental part. And then once you get that down uh, and you have proper risk control in your investments, um, then it takes a while to get to understand everything else. And then you'll be, I think most people do well when they have those risk controls in place because 
I do think crypto will go um, will will continue to grow fairly exponentially uh, over the next number of years. And um, if you look, if you're in the right, uh, so that's kind of the right industry. Um, the rising tide will lift most boats. So if you um, stay secure and uh, risk manage properly, most likely going to do pretty well. That is some sage advice because I know people in this space, uh, some people do well with it, some people don't. And I think risk management is excellent. So, um, Suzy, I want to thank you very much for being on the first episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. I'm truly honored, Big Dog. <laughs> so um, good luck with the uh, podcast series. Hope we have a good start. And thanks everyone thank you, for brother. listening. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, thanks. brother. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at WoofBigDog. Woof, big D-A-W-G. And run faster than the competition. Woof, woof.